Good morning, and welcome to the Tao of June, living an inspired life. Uh, I'm in traffic this morning, and I don't know, sometimes when I'm sitting here in traffic, uh, ideas, you know, just start coming in my mind. <laughs> anyways, I, I, was trying to, I was trying to sound like a stoner, uh, but anyways, I gotta stop saying, but anyways, they, they pointed that out to me in my Toastmasters meeting almost weekly, almost every week, they pointed it out to me, but anyways, <laughs> uh, what I wanted to talk about this morning is the situation going on with the with with our country, the election, the polarization, you know, just the the tension, the social unrest going on right now. Uh, if you're if you're not familiar with what's going on, maybe you're listening to this in the future. You know, maybe this is maybe someone's listening to this in like the year 2030. You know. And they're not familiar with what's happening right now in the year 2020. Uh, what is it? November. I don't even remember what day it is anymore. It's November 10th, I think. November 13th. <laughs> November 13th. I have been working like every single day. And when you work every single day with no days off, the days and the dates just don't even matter anymore. You know, you're just, you're just going. Anyways. Okay. Don't say Anyways. <laughs> well, I uh, <laughs> just replace it with another filler word. Well, um, what's going on right now is, as far as what I know, I, I I don't I try to watch the news very minimally. I go to YouTube and I just look for specific things, like you know what did Trump say, you know what's going on with this, and I'll listen to, um, like yesterday they did a a live briefing about the recount the audit that's going on here in georgia and i I watched that i listened to that while i was working and what they're doing is they're uh right now joe biden is the projected winner as far as as far as i know um he's the projected winner but what the trump side is saying and president trump himself is saying is that there there is fraud that they won illegally. They uh, tampered with the votes. They're saying that there's a lot of dead people that voted through the mail-in ballots, and it's like, how how does how does someone do that? How does someone, you know, rise up out of their grave to vote and mail it in? You know, but you would think that if they went all, through all the trouble of rising from the dead, you know, coming out of their grave, that at least go to the polls and vote in person. But anyways, I guess they rather wait in the post office line instead um (laughs) so there's that and i'm not sure if it's true or not see one side of the news well actually fox news has jumped over too which is crazy right fox is now kind of against trump not not supporting trump anymore and that was a a bit of a surprise to me because i used to watch uh, like nbc news and then I would watch the Fox News for the nightly coverage. And just to see, just to get both sides. But now it's kind of like I'm getting the same story on both sides. And it's like, oh, no, I want to hear different perspectives and, you know, weigh out all options and make a decision for myself. But what's going on is is uh, unprecedented, right? This has never really happened before where a sitting president has 
lost the election as far as like the projected numbers are and the but he's saying that he's not he didn't lose and he refuses to accept the results and he's saying that there has been fraud and illegal votes illegal you know illegal voting activity and that they cheated and the Democrats are saying that he's throwing a temper tantrum like a little schoolboy, you know, don't be a sore loser, lose graciously, you know, and stop, stop causing, you know, what are they, inciting, inciting violence, right? Um, causing people to get upset and actually encouraging them to go out and, and he never actually outright encourages, but he does send out some very questionable t- tweets, right? Like almost like a call to arms. So uh, that's what's going on in, for, in, in my opinion, you know, just from what, in my perspective, what's going on. And I don't know, I was telling my mother because, you know, she, she supports Joe Biden. <clears throat> and it's not like I support Trump, it's just that I don't support Joe Biden. <laughs> and I I am very conservative, fiscally conservative. Socially, I am more liberal uh, because I am for gays, you know, to be able to marry if they want. And the thing is, okay, so let's go off on a little tangent there. Gay marriage. What if we just, you know, it's like, okay, you know what, Christians, you, you have the word, you know, because that's what Christians are really throwing a fit about, right? Is that you can't change the definition of a word and marriage is, uh, you know, a union before God, you know, w- between a man and a woman. And it's like a holy, you know, thing. So, okay, let, what, what if we just said, hey, you guys keep the word then, that's cool. But we want the same benefits and tax cuts and, you know, all the benefits that come from being legally married. Um, we want that as well as a couple. So what if we just called it a civil union, right? A union between two gay, gay people, right? In front of a judge, you know, before a judge and witnesses, it doesn't have to be before God, right? Especially if they don't believe in that. And we, we, uh, legalize their union and that way. Um, hold on one second. Am I going the right way? No, I'm almost missed my exit. Okay, good thing I checked. But yeah, what if we just called it a civil union and gave them all the same benefits and protection from you know that comes from being legally married, right? And just call it just just use a different term for it, a civil union. Boom. You know, oh, we're civilly united <laughs> instead of saying we're married. Oh, you know, we're we're a couple. You know, we're we're partners. We're life partners. You know, I don't know. I I don't know. And maybe that's not a good. Maybe that's not a good answer. Maybe I'm completely wrong, and I'm an idiot for even saying something like that. You know, who knows? But it was just an idea. Okay, going back to the election situation, <clears throat> things are. Heating up. Um, I was in Gainesville last week, and I was grooming a dog. And you know, they're actually really cool people. We're we're actually like kind of friends now. Um, but anyways, um, I I could literally go there and just hang out. I could just call them, and be like, "Yo, can I can I stop by and just hang out?" And they'll probably be like, "Yeah, come on over." So I'm not just their dog groomer, you know. Anyways, 
while I was there grooming their dog, <laughs> because I'm their dog, <laughs> because I'm their dog groomer. But I'm not just their dog groomer, is what I'm saying. Uh, anyways, don't say anyways. I just slapped my mouth three times. Okay, what I'm saying though is that while I was there grooming their dog. Uh, they went to go get some ammo for their guns because they like to go out and shoot, you know, go to the range. And when they went out to buy bullets, buy ammo, they went to three different gun shops because the first one was all sold out, second one all sold out, third one all sold out. And they were telling them that it's like that pretty much everywhere. And all the guns are sold out. Well, most of the guns are sold out. A lot of the handguns are sold out. And people are, people are gearing up. You know, they're suiting up, getting ready. And I'm like, what? Getting ready for what? Right? What's going on? Getting ready for a freaking civil war. And I I don't think that people understand how dangerous that that is, that situation, how scary and terrifying uh, that situation is, especially for a father like me of my two daughters. And they're up in Tennessee. You know, I got to drive four and a half hours up there if anything does go down to try to protect them. Oh, man. And who knows what might happen, you know, during my drive up there, during those four and a half hours driving up there, if the country really is in, you know, turmoil. And so then I was like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? So then I was talking with another friend of mine who lives in Buford, and he said the same thing's happening there. He there's no ammo at the gun shops. And he was able to find a used handgun, and he already has a few guns, but he's saying, you know, just, just in case, <laughs> he found a used handgun, and he bought that. And I was like, oh my god, right? Because what's going on? And this is not being talked, of course it's not going to, I, I'm glad they're not talking about this on the news, because if they did say this publicly in the news, you know, hey, people are buying up all the ammo and the guns and the gun shops, and they're getting ready for war. You know, if they said that on on the news, that would really cause civil unrest and people, it, it might cause a panic, right? So good thing they're not reporting this. And so then yeah, um, yesterday I was in Alpharetta and I was driving by, back home, um, this single lane road kind of out in the country. And I stopped by like army surplus store, right? While I was there, this this guy uh, came in looking for ammo, and he was like, "Oh, we don't sell any of that there." And I was like, "Oh, you know, look at these guns." And he was like, uh, "Oh, um, these are prop guns." He was like, "None of the guns are real; they're all prop guns." I was like, "Oh, wow!" But it was just interesting to me. It's like that means that even in Alpharetta, uh, that gentleman probably went around to different gun shops. They're out of ammo, so he probably was like, um, "Maybe they have something at this army surplus store." No, they don't. Um, and the thing is, uh, one of the gentlemen there, he, you know, he was in the military and he, he was saying he's been to Iraq, he's been to Afghanistan, he's seen what war looks like. And he was like, you don't want that here. Trust me. You know, he was like, you don't want that here. But he was saying they're ready for it though, but they don't want it. But it's like, wow. Um, a little crazy, right? <clears throat> but here's the thing. One thing that kind of uh, gives me a little bit of hope and comfort is in my Toastmasters club, there's a lady named Courtney, and she's brilliant. She's a, like a freaking genius. Um, but anyways, 
Oh, I said it again. I should say beside that was besides the fact. Okay, that's you know that's that's. Uh, <laughs> who cares if she's a genius, right? I don't care. Anyway, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm like in a freaking mental rut here. <sighs> she, what Courtney said, really made an impact on me. It really helped comfort me. It made me. It helped me feel less uh, scared. She said that the country has gone through times of civil unrest before. You know, we've we've felt this tension before. Um, she was saying that you know the women's suffrage. You know, the time. I don't know, but when women got the right to vote, because I wasn't around back then. But she was saying that it was it was very tense times and people were angry and upset and it, it you know really kind of divided the country because some people were very strongly against women being allowed to vote and others for obvious reasons were very much for women be having the right to vote and another time was the civil rights movement you know and black rights and you know because black people weren't allowed to vote either at one point. So, anyways, she's saying that every time the country goes through something like this, where there's time, or it gets violent even, and there's lots of civil unrest, polarization, you know, she's saying that we always come out of it better. The country always, you know, does heal, and we do come back and unite, and, the, and we're better for it, because now people would laugh at the idea that women weren't allowed to vote or own property or anything like that. You know, it's crazy to think about now. And nobody argues about it now, you know? And black people having the right to vote and all of that and black people being able to own their own property. Nobody thinks that that's a crazy notion now. You know, like, are you nuts? (laughs) You know? No. It would be crazy to think otherwise. And, you know, gays getting married, you know, that's, that's like a big thing now. But I bet you in the future, people are going to be like, what? You know, who cares? Two gay people getting married. Well, you know, like, yeah, it happens every day. You know, it's like probably no big deal. <clears throat> Another gentleman in our Toastmasters meeting, his name is Skip. And he said that he remembers a time. He's an older gentleman. And, you know, he's Southern. And he's, you know, just, I, I really like Skip. Anyways, charming, <laughs> charming old man. Uh, he's, he said that he remembers a time when he was younger where, you, uh, you know, the North and South, the Civil War was still pretty fresh. The hurt was still pretty fresh. And um, people would call people, you know, Yanks, you know, and you rebel, you, you dumb, you know, rednecks and, um, you know, Hicks and stuff. And then, you know, you dumb Yankee and stuff like that. And he was saying that now nobody thinks about it, you know. Now it's just, almost, you know, just kind of a funny thing to say, you know, like, oh, those yanks, you know. But he was saying that when he was younger, you called somebody a dumb yank and there was going to be a fight. You know, it was it was serious. But now nobody nobody cares, you know. Oh, you know, you yanks coming down here to, to you know, Georgia, you know, and like all these rednecks. But nobody cares. It's a joke now. So when I when I was thinking about that it did it did give me some comfort because right now the country is experiencing a lot of divisiveness a lot of um just oh man 
just disagreeing, you know, just a, a lot of emotions, a lot of emotions going on right now, and people are upset, they're fighting with each other, they're arguing with each other, and the name calling has to stop, because as soon as you call something, you name call, all productive conversation is over, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna actually try to work things out and figure out a good compromise and or you know and try to understand each other because you don't have to agree as long as you guys understand each other right as long as we understand each other we're clear on why we believe what we believe and you know where we're coming from we see it clearly and we understand then we don't have to agree you know understanding helps us live together so acceptance right and I was just thinking, you know, like when when people call each other snowflakes or bigots or racists or, you know, fascists or communists or, you know, like, I don't know, all of these names being thrown around right now, a sheep, you know, oh, you're just a sheep, you know, oh, well, you're just a bitch, you know, it's like, I don't know. So I just think that even even in a relationship, right? Even in a marriage, it's like once you start calling each other names, it's over. You know. Same thing, and, and right, isn't our country kind of like a marriage between Democrats and Republicans, right? And every once in a while, you know, we have a little fling with the Libertarians. And, but the two main are Democrats and Republican, right? It's a two-party system, mostly. And so it's a marriage between two parties. You can't be name-calling each other, especially if you have a disagreement. You're trying to work things out. You can't name-call each other. It's not how to work it out. Not in a relationship. If you want it to last, right? And no matter what you are, Democrat or Republican... You gotta admit, this is a really great country, you know, forget make America great again, America is great already, it's been, it's always been, you know, and the the story that I, I like to tell people is when I was down in Key West, and I was standing and looking out in the ocean, 90 miles south is Cuba, and I, I was just thinking about how intimidating and how huge that ocean is, that dark, black ocean out there. And you can hear the waves crashing. And it's like, wow, it's very terrifying to think, to imagine yourself out there on a raft, you know, just, just floating, just sailing out in that open ocean. And it's so big and intimidating. And I was thinking, wow, people actually do that. You see it on the news, you know? It's like people actually sail or try to from Cuba to the U.S., to Key West, and on rafts. And it's like, wow, to, to be willing to risk your life like that and go through some, something so terrifying, because it really is scary. When you're, when you're standing out there on the pier and you're looking out at the ocean, and it is so big. And we're so small compared to that ocean, man. And it is dark. And you can't see anything. Oh, my goodness. 
you know, who knows what's under that water, you know, you're gonna drown, I don't know, man, it was just really scary to me, and to think that that's what families do to try to get to America, they're willing to risk their life like that, not just risk their life, but go through something so terrifying, you know, why would they do that? Well, it's because America is a great country. We have, it's a land of opportunity, right? And opportunity, what, what did Ashton Kutcher say? Opportunities come dressed as, uh, come dressed in, uh, it shows up in, wor- uh, what does it say? What did he say? Overalls. <clears throat> That's right. He was saying opportunities come to all of us. They, they come knocking on our door. But the problem is they come dressed in overalls. And they look a lot like work, you know. I could, you know, I always say opportunities are just problems. You know, problems are just opportunities, right? Uh, problems are opportunities to grow, stretch yourself, challenge yourself, right? So if you say it backwards, opportunities are simply problems that show up in our lives, right? And where was I going with this? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right, the land of opportunity. So, yeah, we have problems here in America. It's not perfect. And it's easy to complain about our government. It's easy to complain and criticize and, you know, say, oh, you know, our government sucks. Yeah, it's easy to do all that. But it, because we take it for granted, because we grew up here, you know, it's, it's hard to see how good you have it when you're in it, I guess. But, yeah, it's like no one's, no one's going the other way. Right? No one's getting in a raft from the Key West and trying to sail into Cuba saying, if I could just make it into Cuba, my family would be all right. No one's doing that, right? Because it's a socialist country, you know? And their people are starving and things are very bad over there because the government has total control. You know, big government, <clears throat> take, the, take all the money from the people, you know, the stupid, irresponsible people, and let's give all the money to the wise, all-knowing government and let the government take care of the people because the government knows best. That's what socialism is. And it's like, no, that, that doesn't work anywhere. You know, no one's trying to get into uh, North Korea, right? If I could just break into North Korea somehow, you know, I know I'll be all right. No, people are risking their lives and their families' lives to get out of North Korea, <clears throat> you know, because if they catch, if you, if you escape North Korea, uh, and they can't catch you, they'll go after your family. Your family pays the price, you know? They torture them, put them in jail, prison, sometimes they kill them, you know? Because you ran away, your family is gonna pay the price and suffer. And that's what pe- keeps people there, you know? But and no one's trying to get into North Korea because it just, because America, capitalism is, is what works, it's opportunities. It's not a guarantee. That's the thing. America is not the land of guarantees. Nobody guarantees your success. But it is the land of opportunities, right? And opportunities are problems, right, that we can solve if we work together. So that's my take on what's going on. Yeah, it it is kind of a very tense, uncertain time right now. And I know it's got a lot of people on edge, but just know that America, this country has gone through these times before in our history, 
And we have always come out of it better on the other side. And I learned that from Courtney. And I really appreciate that because it really does comfort me and give me it gives me hope that even though things are bad right now, um, we have a pattern, right? We have a um, you know a history for I'm trying to think of a better word, but yeah, we have a we have a a pattern of behavior, right? We have a history of disagreeing, clashing, and then working it out and coming out of it even better and it's a better country for everyone because of it so let's just see let's just see where this goes i hope everybody is taking care of themselves you know keep uh keep in mind the things that really matter in your life right in our lives which are which is our family the people we care about the work that we do the people we serve you know, the communities that we're able to uh, help and, you know, be a part of. That's what really matters, right? So, you know, go out there and enjoy nature or something, you know. Take some time to really uh, rejuvenate, you know, re- re- refresh your soul, you know, recharge those batteries, and let's just try to stay aware, right? Aware of how we're feeling and how we're um, treating others, how we're be- how we're behaving. And I think that that's all we can do is just control our ourselves and our small circle of influence. And if everyone does that in a positive way, everything will be all right. I honor the light in you that's also in me. Namaste.